Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Welcome to a Herd App production of Wired Access Podcast. I'm your host, DJKW Omaha. To my left, I have freshman sensation from South Dakota State, Will Kyle, who also played here in at Bellevue West, Will Kyle the third. And then to his left, I have his father, Will Kyle Jr. Welcome, fellas. I appreciate you coming out, Thank you. getting some talk, getting some jive. Your basketball career so far has had a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of sacrifices. And my goal is always to hopefully maybe help one parent, one athlete that might think when they're at the AAU level or the high school level or middle school level, and they think I should be that guy but they don't know the work to get to be that guy playing as a freshman in, in college, no matter the level is not easy. You're not looked to come in right away and be an impact player. Let's speak of when do you even remember starting basketball? Uh, yeah, I remember starting basketball, you know, as a preschooler, but, uh, as I grew up, like, uh, as you know, I did track. Um, so track was always like my main sport and that was all the way up until, like, my freshman year of high school. So it was, like, I did track from first grade all the way up until uh, freshman year of high school. But I've always played basketball uh, since preschool. I always played basketball, but it was never my main sport. So it, it came, uh, like, my sophomore year because, like, obviously my freshman year, I wasn't the best at basketball. I was on the freshman B team, eventually moved up to first freshman A by the end of the year. Uh, but... I wasn't the best at basketball. I, had, I was kind of starting to hit my growth spurt. I was about 6'1 at the start of my freshman year. And then going into my sophomore year, I was 6'4, so I hit a three-inch growth spurt. Uh, and this is like when I started to see maybe I could uh, do a little bit more with basketball. So uh, I went from being a freshman B player to my sophomore year. I was a JV player and uh, ended up shooting up varsity. Uh and that past year was, I didn't know, but would be my last year ever doing track and field. And then so after that uh, JV year, I had a really good year. Uh, JV suited up varsity. We won the state championship, which was uh, a great, great memory. Uh, and then after that, we, as you know, we had COVID. So like this changed everything. I'm thinking I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to do track. I'm going to have fun, do what I do, high jump, 800. Well, you brought a lot of yeah. things about the track, though. Mm -hmm. Dad, what was your thoughts? Obviously, track was important to the Kyle family. What was your thoughts of, one, he played basketball in the younger age, two, how track was going to help that situation? Yeah, uh, first of all, thank you for having us, Kendo. Um, man, I, I, I tell you, uh, I always tell people I never thought my son would, would, would play basketball, you know, um, he was very invested, you know, he, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of time. We did extensive travel. Um, I just always thought, you know, he was going to be a track athlete. You know, um, he did every, he pretty much did every event in track, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. And, and you and, guys were with the breeze, right? Correct. Correct. And, um, 
after you know after uh, going through a, quite a few different events, you know he he nailed it down. He was really good at the four hundred meter, but he hated it. Um, That's but, always the worst is when it's your best, yeah, but it doesn't mean you love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, finally figured out that eight hundred and the high jump was his niche. And so you know, uh, long story short, you know he, he competed at the national level. He was a two-time USATF high jumper, you know, in his younger years, and um, you know. Just to answer your question, I, n- I never thought he was going to be a basketball player, you know. So when he told me that he wanted to make the transition from track to basketball, I have to be honest. I was a little, I was, I was, I was a little hurt. <laughs> now, was track or basketball your thing? It, my thing personally. When you were coming up, yeah. I wasn't really into ath- athletics, you know. Okay. I, I played basketball, you know. Nothing like him, you know. My my preference was just, you know, I love track, you know. I, you know, they're, they're very long, very time-consuming. Better have them snacks in all them bags <laughs> yeah, and your yeah, suntan. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but I'll take being in a 70-degree gym over being in a a hot track meet <laughs> all, all, all day long. Or a cold one. Or, or, or a cold one. But, um, yeah, but when he, he decided he wanted to make the transition, I was like, well, okay. You know, you know, you know I, I'm, I'm not I'm, – I've never been that type of parent where you're going to be like, oh, you're going to do track. You know, or you're going to do basketball, you know, yeah. you know, you know, I wanted to support him on what he wanted to do. But like he knows, he knows me. If you're going to do it, you're going to go all in. Yeah. And boy, did he go all in. And and so then obviously he's trying to make this transition. Where do you start with the help to get him better at the game? How do you find those? What was what was some things that you were thinking you need to dedicate yourself to? Uh, I feel like I just needed to kind of dedicate myself more to the skill work because obviously being a track athlete I was always running focus on that pretty much getting ready for track season but what what kind of changed is like after my sophomore year is when I really started to like work out every day because COVID hit so I was like I'm not going to school we were out in March so following like like the uh, state championship like I was just working 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 lifting almost four or five days a week we had a basement we would lift in the basement would go lift uh with achieve in bellevue and then uh i had two coaches that were just very very crucial in my development and i i love them so much for it, it was a uh, coach hepburn which is a uh, chucky and trey hepburn's dad and then a uh, coach mo athletics uh, he worked with me on like my speed and agility which was uh was very important as well because i'm hitting like this growth spurt and i got to be coordinated so he helped me with all that stuff being able to land soft uh, helping me get my vertical up and get my speed up and uh i would work out with uh both coaches every day go lift to uh, get into great shape and then by the time uh it came time for me to try out for a aau team which uh, would uh be team factory made the top team uh me and my dad we were both pretty pretty happy about that uh played my very very first year aau going in my junior year uh, compared to like most kids, like they like those AAU kids either. Some start. Yeah, I yeah. mean, some start very young. So mm-hmm. when you're when you're looking at some of the challenges so far, you've mentioned coaches that have helped bring you to your next level. Mm-hmm. You went through COVID. What was your thoughts as a dad about him wanting to just switch to one sport when all this other craziness is going on in the world? I mean, I mean, you can't say I've lived through it until you've lived through it or you've played games through it or you because 
I didn't get to go play games during that time. Mm -hmm. So like there was so many things that you guys had to change in your schedule, in your daily life and, and everything, but still find the love and passion in basketball. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, after the state championship, you know, we all know the COVID pa the pandemic was going on and, you know, the world as we know it had just shut down. Yeah. And, you know, around that same time, you know, he had, he had me and him had, had the conversation that he wanted to transition. So the first person that came to mind is a, is a very good friend of mine. And he's like a brother to me, uh, Greg Hepburn. Um, like William said, uh, Greg Hepburn and uh, Mo Williams was very instrumental, you know, with his development. I mean, just to give you an example, and he didn't have anything else to do because everything was shut. You know, the country was shut. I down. mean, because yeah, yeah. he went to a speed and agility, yeah. and, and being a track guy, you're going, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, we we have the speed; it's all there, but it's different, yeah. right? We worked uh, every day. I mean, he was working out like three to four times a day. He was working out at. He was working with Coach Mo. He was working with Brian Inselman at, at, at Achieve. At nighttime, we was working every day with, with uh, Coach Hepburn at, at his home. Uh, Coach Hepburn has, he's very passionate about skill work. So he would have like the cones and, you know, the stretching stuff. And, you know, and we we worked. I mean, we, I mean, he, I didn't work, but I, I, I personally witnessed my son, Chucky, Trey, you know, some, some other young men that was there. And I just seen his William's passion. I seen I seen the grind, and I just see it was a trajectory. I just, I just watched I, I watched it with my own eyes. You know him transition from a track athlete to a basketball athlete, and, and it, it was it was amazing. And those trajectories aren't something that were in the plans. No, not in the books. No. But of course, everybody else would go. Well, he's tall. It, it yeah. should be basketball. Well, so is high jump. Like, I mean, high jump. If you can do the high jump or the long jump, yeah. it's the same thing, right? You can right. be in the in the right mix. So you turn to basketball. What's some of the things that Bellevue West basketball fed into that for you? Because to me, from the outside looking in, I'm seeing a culture. I'm seeing a co uh, a group of kids that come together for a common goal. You guys at Bellevue West, no matter what anybody says, Bellevue West, Miller North, those are dynasties. To get back to back to back and all that, how does that feed into what you're wanting to do? Oh, it definitely fed in a lot. Uh, I know Coach Woodard, who uh, recently retired, uh, in my opinion, best coach uh, to ever coach in Nebraska at the high school level. Uh, you know, he's you always, be, he's always maybe a little biased, but yeah. yeah I, mean, I, might, I mean, I might be <laughs> I, a little biased. I, I, agree, I, I agree with him. That, yeah, that's yeah, the best. Yeah, if, yeah. You want those feelings from coaches, mm -hmm, right? right? Yeah. Whether they're they are a hall of future high school hall of fame coach or whatever, yeah. those are the feelings you want. So mm -hmm. you're describing it great, whether it's bias or not. I yeah. mean, it is true. Yeah. Like yeah. you want to feel that comfort. So you're feeling the comfort from the coaching staff, which is a big start to help you in the future. Yeah. Uh and I remember my first ever interaction with what I think it was uh eighth grade. I was about five eight at the time, but you know, he's seen my dad. He's seen uh, how tall he was. He said, oh, <laughs> this kid, this kid's going to uh, possibly be something special. I remember him uh, coming up to me. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said something that that really motivated me. Uh, and just throughout the years, uh, like even, even though I didn't know at the time, Woodard would always like check to other coaches. How's Will doing? How's how's he doing with this? How do you think he's uh, coming along? And uh, we would have meetings in his office uh and like he would always tell me, he said, he'd be like, 
uh, I'm gonna do his little voice. He'd be like, "Will, you know, you could, you could, you could, you can do some big things. You could, you could go, you could go anywhere you want to go. You know." And like he would, uh, he would encourage me, and it it would make me believe in myself. And I feel like uh, just having that belief that uh, from somebody like him, uh, it just fed into me wanting to keep working and just keep getting better and just work harder until I got to the level that I am at right now. Well, and let's let's not sell this short here, guys. His his coach saw him and he saw dad, but also saw mom because mom's not short. Yeah, mom's not short. So you so you got mom that's tall, dad that's tall. Will's kind of sitting there string bean right at that time at yeah. eighth grade. You're moving into freshman. You get to the COVID year. Get to the championship. What's one of the things that you take from that championship that turned into the drive for your junior year? Uh, definitely just like the hard work, like it, like it was a huge jump going from freshman B to suiting up on a state championship team and going against those guys every year and just looking up to guys like Chucky, Frankie, Lewis Fiddler, John Shanklin, Nate Glance, uh, just a few players that were on that team, uh, Trey Hepburn as well, seeing how hard they worked and like seeing uh, those guys that are going to play at the next level. And uh, just looking at that and being like, I want that to be me. And I see what they do and the work that they put in. And I want to almost uh, copy what they do and do the exact same thing. And, uh, and if not more. Now, you're also getting great grades through this. Mm -hmm. What's the sacrifices, late nights, maybe getting dinner, not until nine. What are some of those things that you're going through through this process? Uh, I mean, uh are you talking about uh, after? Just in general, whether in general? it's it, as far as are you are you having to stay up late after working out all these times mm -hmm. to keep up with homework? Are you getting it done at school? What's something like? Because I know you're not eating yeah. like at five. You're eating yeah. whenever you can squeeze a snack in between yeah. practices. What are some of those those things that people don't realize what it takes to be Will Kyle and yeah. not just Will Kyle, but someone that wants that drive? So it's definitely a lot of discipline. I've noticed that this year in college uh, and just being uh, a T-bird because like we're working out in the morning, we're working out after school every day. Uh, sometimes we're on the road uh, driving to Kansas City, driving to Sioux Falls to play a nationally ranked team, driving to Grand Island. Uh, it definitely is a lot of discipline. And uh, I give credit to my dad. I, I got a great structure at home. Uh, they're always on me to get my work done and, uh, maintain my grades and uh, that's what I tried to really focus on because I know like with my parents they said if if it's not done in the classroom first it's not gonna uh, you're not gonna go on the court so definitely took a lot of discipline just trying to get all my work done in school and even if I didn't get it done in school sometimes I may have to stay up late and uh, work on some extra work and get <clears throat> stuff done and will for yourself as a father what what's the hardest struggle for you to be not just the number one support, obviously with, with mom, but being the number one support, but also being that disciplinary, because sometimes being the number one support, you're trying to keep pushing their, their everything up. But when you got to strict it down and you, you got to make sure that his, his line doesn't continue to go up right. and down. What right. What's some of that for you? Right. Like I always say, um, and, and I'm very passionate about this. I'm Williams uh, number one fan. I'm his number one critic. He'll tell you that. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I, I haven't, I, I haven't got to where I'm at uh, in life right now overnight, you know, and, and I've made a lot of mistakes, you know, and, 
you know, things that I'm passionate about, like credit, you know, just like, you know, just communication. The things they don't teach in school, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I have instilled that in him at a very, at a, at a very young age. Thank yeah, you, thank hey, you, I thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, yeah I, I've instilled that in, in him, and and I'm a disciplinarian. I was raised by, you know, I was, you know, my father was a disciplinarian. You know, no, was it beaten or getting whooped or nothing like that? But I believe in tough love. I believe in in getting in, you know, getting in some, getting in his butt. Yeah, you know, for and, sure. You know, and I've always had the thought process. You know, nobody's going to love him like I'm going to love him. You know, so so if he can deal with me, he can deal with anybody. And, he, and I'm sure he'll, he'll Man, tell that. that's a great saying. Yeah. That That's living yeah. it right and real. You get to your junior year. How does the – when does the offers or when does even colleges start talking to you? Because obviously you're a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. You don't have all this limelight yet. You don't have even playing time except for yeah. a little bit here, a little bit there. But you are, like you said, playing against some of the toughest competition yeah. in the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, first, I want to kind of talk about like that AAU year. So, like this, like kind of feeds into like your first question of like the colleges. Uh, I remember my first, my very first game like ever in AAU. I had about 15 points and nine rebounds, so close to a double double. And this was a, a nationally ranked team, I, I believe. Uh, and so obviously that that kind of helped because it's like who is this kid? It's like you can't. It's like I kind of came out of nowhere, never been on a team, never played AAU in all my years, and kind of did that. And like I would uh, have like highlight plays, dunks, blocks, and coaches would see it. Uh, it kind of started off. Uh, it was kind of uh, a lot of NAI, like a lot of low D three NAI. Some D twos would like follow and see me. Uh, and it kind of picked up as I gone into the year. So junior year, it came. Uh, we were working out in the summer, as always, with Woodard. We're playing in the summer league. Uh, just building our chemistry with all those guys that have already been at that level and just kept on, kept on uh, improving. And uh, as as the season came, uh, that's when I started to have, like, maybe some D1 coaches follow me and uh, D2 coaches follow me and, started picking up uh, a lot of attention and uh, also something that I appreciate my dad for is we kind of controlled our recruitment because he would have to, he would have to get in my butt. Cause like he videos everything. So he has everything from when I was back, like fourth grade playing basketball. He has my very first basketball game ever in preschool all on video. And he would, it got to the point where he would force me to send uh, clips to, to coaches. So I was, I'm sending video along with a format, like a nice format. Like a tip. So real yeah. quick, we, we, we on that like, video, yeah. did you go through college recruitment? No, I just... Where'd you get this thought and all this? I mean, because it's obviously done you right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've always I've always been fascinated with the concept of a phone that you could video and camera. You know, I remember my very first phone that had that functionality, and i just always been just fascinated with, with that technology. And so obviously with my son, and he's right, I I, I have terabytes <laughs> of, of, of video, you know. and Because um, you, you know, did the track ones. I remember that, oh yeah. too. Oh so yeah. it wasn't oh yeah. just basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, um, you know, I, I, I would take the video. And I've, I've always believed, you know, because not only in basketball and sports, but this is a life lesson. You know, I wanted him to own his own recruiting process. You know, you know, so not only, you know, could he, he uh, talk to these these coaches, 
But, you know, when you get out in the real world and you'll be able to communicate with people. So I would make him, you know, take the videos. He's actually very, very good at it. So the clips and he just evolved, you know, with the, using the technology. And then we, we would make like custom templates that would tailor towards the coaches and to the, to the school. And like if a, if a coach followed him or something like on Twitter or something, you know, if, if you had the ability to inbox him, I would, uh, we would have like custom templates that we would use along with the video. You know, it was beneficial. You know, we got some really good feedback. And uh, yeah, yeah, I just, Man, uh, take and, 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 and I, I even asked him, because uh, I was going to sit, you know, I was going to sit in Frost Arena and just enjoy the games because, you know, you got all these big yeah. video, you know, do, streaming, you know, streaming now and stuff like that. And, and, and I was like, do you still want me to video you? And he was like, yeah. You know, um, so here I am, and he, he's in college, and I'm, see, I'm still here with that iPhone, you know, still still video. It's became like my trademark. Ain't nothing know? wrong with that. Yeah, making, the, making, yeah. making what you love, it's not work. Yeah. It's a passion. Yeah, no doubt. And you're, the pay doesn't, there's no pay. It's pay here. Right. And it's pay here where even when you stop, the hardest thing for a father is to go, Right now, my son's hating what I'm doing. And I'm not saying hate like they just are like, gosh, you're always recording. But when they finally get it, now he's like, I don't want you to stop. And it was a valuable tool as far as him because he, he, he loved, and to this day, he, he'll look at those videos and he critiques himself, you know, because there, there's, no, there's no better way to, to critique yourself. The video give, don't lie. Yeah, the video don't lie. Yes. You know, besides some of the, the stuff he would hear me say in the background. But, <laughs> But, uh, but well, but yeah, he knows what's true. going very on. True. Yeah, whether but, whether to believe it or yeah. not, he knows it's going on. So you get to those, mute it. You get to those videos. Those videos help. Yeah. Dad's a big part of it. What's next after the videos? Your junior year after the AAU. Uh, yeah. So obviously, I was sending videos to to all these coaches, kind of picking up uh some attention. But obviously, they want to see me play like. Because you don't get really recruited in high school. You get recruited in AAU, and that's something that I learned because they want to see if you could do this on a national level. Uh, so uh, going into the summer, uh, I played for Nebraska Supreme, and uh, this was uh, a very, very special summer, uh, probably one of the best teams I've ever played for. Uh, and I just loved every every person on that team, and we like formed like a brotherhood, I feel like, and we were just so connected on and off the court, and you would – you would have never thought, but this was all of our first time playing together because we merged with Lincoln Supreme and Team Factory to make a a, a team for UAA. And then so like the, throughout this whole summer, uh, had a really, really good summer. Uh, I didn't start off probably the best, but once the live period come came, uh, which is pretty much where the coaches can actually come out and see you in person, this is probably when I played my best basketball ever because I knew like how important it was to me uh, and by the by the time the live period came, I had picked up a lot of D2 offers. I know I had five D2 offers uh, going into the live period, but obviously I had aspirations to play at the highest level of D1. And then so throughout uh, the live period, played some of my best basketball. There was a tournament where I was uh, extremely sick, and it ended up being my best tournament that I played uh, that whole summer. And that all went through. We didn't have uh, the finish that we wanted. We lost in the first round of the – UAA tournament, uh, but this team that I played on, we were ranked nationally. Uh, number fifteen, yeah, number fifteen. Uh, and, we had. And when you think of this, 
you obviously you have a great team at Bellevue West. Not everybody gets mm-hmm. the experience on both sides. Yeah. How can you continue to build those bonds knowing that these are also possible players you're going to play when you get to your senior season? Yeah, uh, I feel like it was just very easy to build those bonds just because we all shared the love for the game. So, yeah, it was pretty easy to build the bonds, and it showed on the court because when you could be be connected the way that we were and, like, go on the court and play so unselfish, and this is also something that we preach up at South Dakota State is just be connected. And uh, I feel like the same way when I'm playing with those guys up there in college, we're just so connected. Uh, we believe in each other, and we're always uh, having our teammates back. So, of course, you get to your senior year mm-hmm. at Bell West, and I know I personally shared a couple of your dunks, a couple of your things, and I'm just watching the views of people. I mean, uh, you just keep doing game after game after game mm-hmm. of the right things. When does the first Division One offer come through? Uh, I believe the first Division One offer actually came right after our last live period, so... There was a period where I was like, oh, nobody's nobody's calling. So, like, I felt like maybe maybe I will go D2, but it was never like a, like I wasn't sad because it's like some kids dream to just play at the next level. So I was going to be appreciative no matter what. But at the same time, I wanted to play at that top level and I wanted to reach my goal. But uh, first, first offer came right after the live period. And then from that point on, just – just going on visits. What's your yeah. What's your thoughts through these offers? How are you guiding through keeping him level, but also enjoying the process? Yeah, uh, I have to be honest. Um, you know, when I've always had the thought process that, you know, I just wanted him to have a free education. You know, and 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 whether 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 that was you know in the books, he's a, he's an excellent student you know, or, or athletics, you know, my, the, my, my personal goal was for him to go to school for free. And, um, you know, like he said, he initially started off with division two offers. I was content with that. You know, I didn't, frankly, I didn't know if my son was a division one basketball player. However, like he said, with Nebraska Supreme, with the awesome job that, uh, Ryan reader, uh, mm-hmm. who was the director at, at, uh, Nebraska Supreme at the time, he did an excellent job of, uh, recruiting and creating like these profiles and reaching out to coaches, you know, but like he said, you still, you, when it, you still got to be able to play, you know, you still got to be able to play at the most important time. And, and, and that's what he did. Um, when it got time to the, when it got to the live period in the under, under armor association, um, he, he caught the eye of uh, Purdue Fort Wayne, which was his, uh, was his first offer. And um, coach Hendo at South Dakota state, then um what then it was uh air force it was it went um it was purdue fort wayne and then it went longwood university yeah, longwood and then it went south dakota state and then uh air force air force and then omaha omaha yep so when you see that you get all these offers elsewhere and then the omaha one comes through did you have any real connection locally when you've already gotten your name out there throughout the United States. When you say connection, you mean like, like, uh, like did you feel like, yeah. Like, did you feel like, was it too late? Was it at the right time that they offered, you know, because um, the reason I asked is because locals should always be local and, and get the first offer, mm-hmm. not 
seven, eight. Now, and obviously you had the D2s, but I'm saying not down the road of 20. Let's say you had 20 offers by then, not all D1. Mm-hmm. Does that ever go through your mind, or did you think about it at the time? Because you might not have. You might have just been going through the process. Uh, I would say I was just definitely going through the process, and at this time I was just still forming relationships with everybody. So I wouldn't say, like, the connection or when the offer came or any of that stuff really bothered me. I was just happy that I was in the position to even, like, pick and choose a school I would want to go to to play division one basketball. Well, and then it's also Mm got to add a little sauce to it that you see Frankie go there and have some fun. Like there's nothing better than when you see your teammates Mm -hmm. play at another level and they got smiles on their faces because you have seen locally some players go play outside of the area and they end up not being as happy as they could be Mm -hmm. because not every coaching staff is for that player. Yeah. So that's obviously got to put a little sauce, right? Seeing them, your your teammates happy, what they're doing and possibilities. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool to see Frankie. Uh, obviously, he's in the summer league as well, and I'm in the summer league uh, currently. It was it was it was nice to see Frankie have a good year. Obviously, I'm always gonna support him because uh, we go way back to third grade playing together. Uh, but as far as uh, Omaha and all that went I didn't really want like seeing that he like was there it didn't really I didn't want it to influence my decision at all because obviously that's that's my my really good friend that we go back but it wasn't anything that was ever going to influence my decision see and that's good because sometimes everybody on the social media side Mm -hmm. just feels like oh this person's so influential influential to get these people Mm -hmm. sometimes it might be sometimes i mean look at the number one quarterback going to georgia everybody thinks everybody's going to go to georgia Mm -hmm. no you find your way and your route yeah whether it's playing with your boys whether it's not what when did you start really looking at south dakota state as your option oh yeah I, from the moment I stepped on campus, I don't know. It was just the coaching staff, because uh, Coach Hendo, he's uh, he's uh, he's like a big ball of energy. Yes, yeah, as soon as I as soon as I met Coach Hendo, my man, how you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, just loved it. I could tell that uh, all the coaching staff they were just so genuine. Uh, got along with them just very well, uh, just from the start. And that's the the first thing I fell in love with was just the coaching staff and. Uh, that I could possibly be coached under such uh, happy individuals and people that really cared about me. And I could tell it just from like the moment that uh, I met them and just our interaction throughout the whole recruitment process. Uh, I made a connection with every single coach. Uh, so I was talking to the assistants, the, obviously Coach Hendo, the head coach. And by the time I was up there, I knew everybody. So it's not like I had one relationship with one coach and I just didn't know the other coach. No, it was like I knew everybody and they made it, uh, made the time to get to know me as well. And I feel like that really stood out to me. Now, was it something where they came? Did they, any of the coaches come watch you play live here in, yeah. in town? Yeah, I had uh, uh, all the all the coaches that had offered me, uh, they, they made uh, trips up here to see me other than Longwood, which was kind of, uh, because like I, it wasn't th- something that I was interested in just because of how far it was from home, which was uh, big in like my recruitment process. I knew I wanted to stay close to home. Close, but not close enough where yeah. it gives some, some travel. So 
you get to your senior year. When do you finally feel yourself that this is where you want to go? Uh, I really knew that I wanted to be a jackrabbit uh, on my official visit because this was my first time meeting the players. Uh, my first visit was an unofficial, and uh, I only met one player, which was Matt Denlinger. He was a six-year. He recently graduated. Uh, so I worked out with him, so I only met him. But as soon as I met all the players, it was like, it was like uh, all those guys were my brothers right away. And I just felt the love uh, being there. And the plan was uh, going up there. My dad, it was like, we're going we're gonna to go up there. We're just going to go back home. And then from that moment on, that's when we're going to make our decision. But when I got up there and was talking to Coach Hendo in the room, like he was like breaking down uh, the goals of the program and stuff like that. And like <clears throat> pretty much explaining like how they could see me being a jackrabbit. And I, I, I sat up there and I told him I want to be a jackrabbit. And uh, it was kind of just in the moment. I just knew right there. It's like when you know, you know. And I wasn't going to wait to go home and think about it or anything. I knew I wanted to be a jackrabbit. And uh, at that moment is when I told him that I wanted to be a jackrabbit and I committed. Well, and, and, and Dad, you're going through this process. You're trying to be the number one support. But you also have feelings, too, because it is your son going on to the next level how do you gain trust in the process before he really makes that decision was there anything did you feel comfortable as a parent up there was it really homey feeling for you because i know like for me the first college visit i did with my daughter was northwest missouri state and i'm like man this feels good it feels at home Mm -hmm. but it didn't feel at home to her what was some of that for you yeah and i and i hope i answer your question when i say this um like he said, when we went on the initial visit, visit, and I don't mean to sound cliche, but I knew it, you know, you know, uh, from the energy that these gentlemen from the our very first interaction with, you know, I was like, and and like he said, Hendo was like, he's like a, I was like, I was like, this has to be like a front or something, you know? Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. you gotta, you gotta, yeah, yeah. as a father, yeah, he's in the moment, yeah, you still have to, yeah, process some things going. Is it real? Yeah, yeah. Is so it I, a limelight? And so I'm, I'm a, I, I always, whatever it is, especially if it's something as important as this, I do my own due diligence. So I did my research on this guy. You know, I started talking to some people, and they was like, no, that's not a front. It was like, you're never going to find nobody with more energy in a room than, than Eric Henderson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we built a re- I started building a relationship with him, um, built a relationship with Coach Pete. And, um, you know, I, I really started to feel – that these that these folks genuinely wanted my son, and they genuinely cared about him, not just about basketball, but I, and just as a as a as a young man, and um, um, of course I miss him when he be up, when he's up there. You know, I, he's only three hours away. You know, I can go up there at any time. But uh, it's a peace of mind of knowing that these gentlemen has his best interest, you know, and they're going to take care of him like 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 their own and. That's all I've ever seen with all these gentlemen. Um, you know, Coach Hendo, Coach Pete, Coach Clink, Coach uh, Coach Kyle, Coach Kyle. You know, Tigo, Tigo, all, all, all these gentlemen. I've built relationships with all these gentlemen, yep. and um, Billy as well. Yeah, and and um, that was very important to me. And it and, probably makes yeah. the going through the process of now. Obviously, you still have your senior year, but it, it still makes it easier knowing that. The steps are there for when I am done at, at at high school level, and 
I'm at home at Bellevue West, but I'm getting some of the same vibes three hours away mm-hmm. from people I haven't really gotten to fully know yet, yeah. but they're still giving me the same feelings. What's what's some of the things that you'll take away from Bellevue West that you took out to to Brookings, South Dakota? Definitely the discipline that Woodard instilled in us. I feel like uh, when I went up to college, like the first week was kind of different. First one or two weeks was kind of different. But it was like after that, it was like, I'm like, I'm fully here. Like, I get it. I'm on it, you know, because at West, it's kind of like a college schedule where we're getting up earlier uh, than even like practice. than when we usually practice in college, like we're getting up at 530 in the morning and going up to school at six and working out and showering before school and then doing the same thing after school. So I feel like just that discipline and everything that I did at West easily carried over to what I was doing in college. And it's like, I didn't miss a beat. Now, of course, going from a high school where you're in the championship game, you guys go through, you know, you've seen these games, you've been at the highest level at a high school level. Now you're going up to college, South Dakota state Mm -hmm. Brookings three hours away what's your first feeling when you first step on campus being the freshman when everybody in the United States, not just there normally feel freshmen aren't there to compete for a starting job. Well, I knew like I knew from the moment I got up there, I was like, I want to play. Like, I don't want a red shirt. And I feel like that's just anybody like any division one athlete. Nobody comes in and says, Oh, I don't want to play. Because if, if you feel like that, you probably shouldn't be there, you know. But from the moment I stepped, stepped on campus, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. But, like, I told myself I want to play. I want to play. And I was just going to go each day at a time, stay humble, be myself, just work hard in the weight room, on the court, uh, in my online classes, and try and do everything in my power to play. And even if I did redshirt, in my head, it was just more opportunity. So it wasn't really anything to be worried about. So either I play, I redshirt and get better and come back the next year. But obviously how things plan panned out, I ended up playing, uh, starting a lot of games and uh, was extremely blessed. And when you think of it being home, you're three hours away. You can't just make sure that he is where he is. What's in your heart setting? What's in your mind? Knowing that you've done the right thing to prepare him for the situations he wanted to do? Um, initially, I was a little concerned, you know, you know, because I, I know how I went to college and I thought I was grown and I thought I was on top of the world and I made a lot of bad decisions. So obviously I was a little paranoid, you know, I was always on him, you know, you know, don't forget what you're up there for, you know, you're up there to go to school, you know, basketball, take care of your business. So I, you know, I was initially a little, a little concerned, but I trust my son. Um, I know what I have done to raise him. You know, I know the values I have, I have instilled in him and, and I trusted him and I, and I trusted, I trusted the coaching staff and I knew if there was any issue or if there was anything, you know, that, that I needed to be aware of, I know, I knew that these gentlemen were going to be proactive enough to bring me into the conversation. Obviously nothing, there was never an issue like that. You know, but that's the type of trust I, I have with the coaching staff. So, uh, but um, after a while, you know, 
I, I, it, 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 it's not a concern to me no more. I, I know he's up, to, he's up there. He's taking care of his business. Of course, he's a 19 year old kid. I know what I was doing. When I was 19. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I want, I want, I want him to have the college experience. I want him to have fun, but I also want to want him to reach his goals that he has. I want him to reach his full potential. And that's what I've always wanted for him. For sure. And for you to say the whole 19 year old, like, like I'm just thinking, I mean, I was a father of two at that time. Like these weren't things and dreams that I felt I could ever get into. So when you're having these thoughts, you step on the court, what's some of the things that led you to know that there was an opportunity to get the spot that you earned? Uh, Well, I would have uh, conversations with coach and he would always tell me, uh, that I would just keep getting better and better. And like, he would let me know, just keep doing what I'm doing. And, uh, he would, he would also, he would be very transparent with me and let me know that the shizens weren't like completely made yet. But I, I would just feel super confident because we went to the Bahamas, which was an amazing trip, played there, played, played really good there. And then our next time playing, uh, we played Milwaukee in a scrimmage, played really good there. And then, uh, we would also have like uh, team scrimmages, and I, I would have uh, some good scrimmages, and I'd have some times where I maybe didn't look as good because, uh, I mean, no one, no one's perfect, so I didn't always play good, but I would always try and give it a hundred percent whenever I was out there. Uh, but kind of when I knew I had the spot, I would say, uh, it was sadly when um, uh, my teammate Luke Apple he had gotten hurt, uh, so. Obviously, we didn't know, like, the extent at the time. So I'm thinking maybe I could – I mean, I'm still thinking maybe I could play, come off the bench, maybe possibly play 15 minutes a game, just be, like, a a player to come in for Luke Apple and Matt Denlinger and some some guys like that. But uh, Luke ends up uh, doing something with his arm. Uh, He's – he has to recover for, like, the whole year, and he had to get surgery. And I remember – uh, my teammate Luke, he, he, he just kept it real with me. He he would tell me, he said, he's like, you're up, like you gotta, you gotta do what I can't do. I can't be there for my brothers right now, so I need you to do that. And obviously, it was See, that's it was, like a yeah. that's like a disguise, like that's words in disguise that you're like, no one just goes and tells mm-hmm. their teammate that they want him to be there unless it's they know the goal. And it, and it shows what the things that you said the coaches have preached about the common goal, the same, everybody's there for the same thing. It feels like family. Mm-hmm. So he's telling you this as he's going through a struggle. What was going through your mind? There was, uh, there was just so many things going through my mind. It was, uh, it was nerve wracking. I was, I was nervous. I'm a freshman. Obviously I wanted this, but I guess like when it came, it was like, Oh, <laughs> like I wanted it so bad. And then like when it, it came as like I was so nervous, like, oh, I'm really gonna be playing. It's like, am I gonna be good enough? Like, just all these things going through my mind. Am I uh, like, it's like, I don't wanna fail. Like, I don't wanna feel like I failed and that I got here and like, I'm not gonna do anything with this opportunity. Uh, but throughout the whole season, Luke Apple and I, that's my, that's my brother. I love him. Uh, he was just mentoring me and uh, he helped me like all the time. Like, when I was struggling, when I kind of had my head down, it's like I wasn't playing as well. And I felt like I wasn't doing my best. And like, he was always there. He's my hype man. He was like a mentor to me throughout the whole year. And I feel like 
that really helped me like embrace and like be comfortable with being such a big role as a freshman on that team. Well, I could tell you from Omaha, we're watching, we're seeing it. I went up there for one game with the wife. I know in dad's eyes and I, I know it. I know the dad feeling too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't your best game. Yeah, not at but all. But seeing you versus a seven, six guy when you're normally the tallest guy, what are some of the, I mean, I couldn't fathom going out there against someone that when I'm normally the tallest guy, how are those feelings and how do you try to will that in to still maintain what you need to do? I feel like uh, the feeling looks like whenever I go up against competition like that, uh, I want to rise to like the top. You know what I mean? Just play my best that I know I can and play to the competition. Obviously, that wasn't my best game. I didn't have some of my best games towards the end of the year. And that's just that's just a part of uh like uh the steps to success and like yeah you're gonna have some bad games and I understand that but I know that it's just gonna make me better just because I have that experience and I feel like that's uh something that I'm really gonna take away and take into next year and the following years as well. Dad, first year, division one, he got starts, he obviously made a name for Will Kyle the third. What's your thoughts after year one? Oh, man, year one was amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much like he said. I mean, we went from, you know, I mean, I mean, when he when William graduated, William was was like 195 pounds soaking wet, you know, yeah, like 200, yeah, 203. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, his body was not ready for, for, for that level of basketball. But uh, as a result of his hard work and uh, and un- unfortunately what happened to Luke to Luke, you know, he put himself he put himself in a position to be next up. Nobody else. His hard work and his dedication, he put himself in that position. And I remember the call. Uh, I remember, I remember it just like, like yesterday, you know, cause like I said, we, we didn't, we didn't know. We didn't know if he was going to play, if he was going to red shirt. And, and of course you're yeah. wanting to travel to see him with the possibility. You're, yeah. you're a dad that's not trying to miss yeah. a squat, but you also know, okay, well, he's not going to play at all is it you know yeah. it's so hard to find that yeah. common mm-hmm. ground yeah and so when he called mm-hmm. when he called and, and he told me it was it was you know i'm i i put i put on this front and this perception like i'm tough you know but you know the, the you know your dad, your, your dad you don't you don't have to yeah, say yeah, nothing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but I, I get i get very emotional when it comes to my son and, and his success so it, it was pretty emotional for me and uh, obviously, I was there, you know, for his very first when they called his name off the starting line. That was very powerful, you know. And just watching him, you know, as he progressed throughout the year, he had a hell of a year, you know. He had he had an outstanding year, you know. Um, you know, didn't end quite the way that that he wanted to, but like you said, you're you know, some games are going to be better than others. Um, it was an outstanding experience, one of the best experiences of my life, you know. The travel, the town of Brookings, the people are absolutely amazing. Um, Frost Arena is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't wait for next year with the renovations and stuff. You know, to see the new, uh, the new, the new environment. It was a, it was an amazing, amazing experience. Well, we're gonna get him out on talking about real quick what he's looking to do this next year. But I want to tell you from my experience, I saw this kid when he was maybe yay tall string bean. He was my neighbor. 
And uh, him and my son, they were always outside playing. When I go up to a city that I've never been to, and all I hear from parents, waiters, and all that is how great you are. Like, it's, it's, you're a very humble guy. So I'm just, that's why I'm okay to say all these things because it's not lie. It's true. Like the, the fans, I, I got to sit there and watch this kid that's yay tall looking up you like you're just an amazing person to him because you're humble because you are yourself. So I love seeing that. What's the number one thing you learned from this year? And what are the Jackrabbits getting for 2024? Uh, one, one thing that I definitely learned is just put your head down and keep grinding. And that that's something that I'm going to keep keep with me because uh, I saw it, what it what it did for me this past year. And I want to continue to keep doing that. I want to don't want to get complacent. I want to keep keep uh, my trajectory going up like we talked about earlier. And it's just been going up and I, I plan to keep going up. Uh, and obviously, eyes eyes on the prize in the Summer League Championship. And I believe we can make a run in the NCAA tournament as well. Those are big things from a tall guy who, when you play Oral Roberts, isn't so tall. Once again, Wired Access Podcast, a Heard At production. Will Kyle the third, Will Kyle Jr., we appreciate you tuning in. And go Jackrabbits. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A Heard At Sports Network production. <laughs>